Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Before we get started with the episode, I want to give a quick plug for the Unapologetic Retreat. I'm participating. The woman who started it, Rachel, gathered these incredible Black women who are experts in being creatives and business owners and gave them all opportunities to share their knowledge through workshops. And I'm so happy that I get to participate. So I'm going to be teaching a class called Streamlining Your Small Business. And it takes everything that I've learned from running my own businesses, but also being in corporate and running operations for a startup and is just a really action-packed workshop. Everything's pre-recorded, so it'll go up on a weekend and you can engage with other people, but you also have access to it for forever. I think this is just a really cool way to put Black women to the front and to allow people like you to invest in your education while also investing in Black women. So if any of this sounds interesting for you, if you want to hear some of the other women who are involved in the topics that they're going to be covered, you can head to the link that's in the show notes. And if you want $10 off, use the code TaylorElise10. That code will also be in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about decision-making. The first question that I want to start off with is, how do you make a decision? How do you personally, you who's listening, how do you make a decision? And at first, that seems kind of like a silly question. Like, how do I make a decision? I don't know. I just do it. But I want you to sit and think about like the last major decision that you made, especially as most of us are still spending a lot of time at home. We're not necessarily laboring over our clothing decisions the way you might have if you were going on a lot of dates or you were seeing a bunch of people in person. But I don't know about you. I just have my rotation of leggings and comfortable sundresses and t-shirts. But you don't want like a, a clothing level decision. Like what am I going to wear during sheltering in place level decision? Think of something that's kind of large and think about how you approached it. Did you make a pro and con list? Did you talk to as many people as you could so that you could hear what their opinions were? Did you check in with your gut and go with that? What does your process look like for making decisions? And as I was doing research for this episode, I knew that there was some pretty high number of decisions that adults in America tend to make per day. And I couldn't find the exact source, but the number that gets thrown around a lot is that most adults make an average of 35,000 decisions per day. 35,000, that is an incredible number. And some of them are those micro decisions, right? They're not anything that we're agonizing on. It's like, okay, am I going to put my left shoe on first or my right shoe on first? Am I going to paint my nails red or pink? The course of our life is not going to change based on those decisions. 
but they are decisions that we make. And we're making little decisions like that every day. And we're making larger decisions. And when I think about that number, 35,000, I think about all of the opportunities that we have to be values aligned in those decisions. And the title of this episode is Values Aligned Decision Making. So we started by just thinking about decisions, but I want to really explore how we make decisions that are values aligned. And so professionally, I've been thinking about this so, so much because in case you were new here and you didn't know, I'm a black woman and it's a weird time for me as a black woman entrepreneur to be navigating decision-making because I don't want to accidentally co-sign or endorse someone or something that is not doing the work to actively reimagine their business, is not actively examining their own bias and reconciling and rectifying whatever harm has been done in the past. I could very easily kind of, in making a decision and not doing it in a values-aligned way or even just in a thoughtful and intentional way, could accidentally lead people to think that someone or something was doing just fine when really behind the scenes they weren't. And I don't take that lightly. And we could talk about whether or not that's a responsibility that I should have as a Black woman, but the reality is that I do have this responsibility right now. And so I've been thinking about how do I check in with my values? What does it look like? How can I make a decision and feel really confident that even if I get critical feedback, that I can continue to stand behind it. That's been my goal lately. And so I want to show you and talk through what has been working for me, the tools, the processes that I'm starting to employ, and hopefully this will get your juices flowing so that you can start to think about how you make values-aligned decisions. So the starting point, Seem simple, and that's just to walk through your values. And the reason I say it seems simple is because that means you have to ha- actually have values. A lot of times we think about having stated values as something that you only do if you're a brand or an organization. But I think it's really important for us as individuals to have our own values as well, particularly when we're trying to make decisions, because If we're making decisions based on popular opinion or we're making decisions on just what feels good in the moment, it might feel great and then it's a week later or you look back a month later or three years later and you're like, man, why did I do that? And having the stated values can cut through some of that. Now, that's not to say that (laughs) you'll never regret a decision that you've made even if you do check in with your values. Because as you start to learn new information, the way that you apply your values might change. Your actual stated values might change. And we're all for that. I'm all for that. I think that we're always evolving. And so there has to be room for that. But I also think that you need to understand where you exist now, what you believe now, and understand how you can align as you're making decisions. So... Walk through your values when you're making a decision and think about how both sides of the decision actually stacks up with your values. 
So if you're thinking about partnering with an organization and you're thinking, okay, well, if I partnered with them, something really good that could come from this is that they have a different network than I have. And I would get to learn these new skills. But I'm worried because this would be maybe on your con side of the list, but I'm worried because they posted kind of a fluffy Black Lives Matter statement and I don't know what's underneath that. Or I'm worried because I talked to someone and they had a bad experience and I don't know if that's the norm or not. So those are the things that you might be thinking through as you walk through your values. And you can say, okay, this, if I have a value of integrity, I've got some questions right now. So I don't know that I can feel like I'm in integrity and living out that value of integrity with the information that I know now. Or you might have a value of joy and you might be really excited because that organization is all about bringing joy and you feel like that piece is really values aligned. So in a lot of decisions, as you just go through the initial, let's look at my values, joy, yes, they totally meet that standard. Integrity, uh, I don't know, I've got some questions. It gets you thinking. It makes it more of a conversation. The next thing that I want to say about making values-aligned decisions is that it doesn't need to be a rush. And as I say this, I am 100% preaching to myself. So recently I was on Phoenix Rose's podcast and something that she implemented that I thought was really beautiful was she offered in exchange of energy. And so if you're not familiar with that concept, it's just honoring that someone is giving you their time or their effort. In this case, I was interviewed on her podcast. And so in exchange, she said, I'd love to offer you a human design reading if that's something that interests you. And so first of all, just want to highlight that because I think it's really cool. And we don't often think about ways that we can exchange energy and honor someone else's efforts that don't have to do with money. And that also gave me something to think about and how I live out my values. I won't have as many interviews on, but when I do have people who I interview, how can I exchange energy with them? What can I offer as a thank you for the time that they've given? So that's a total aside. But anyway, I ended up doing this human design reading. I was not super familiar with it. I had like taken or put in my information and seen a chart. And if you've seen anything about human design, it's pretty complex. A lot of the personality and assessments are kind of complex when you just look at it yourself. And so I was actually really grateful for the opportunity for her to walk me through it. And she did it in this really lovely way. And then she also recorded it so I could go back to it later. And something that stuck with me personally was for my human design type, I need to actually pause and slow down before I make decisions. And that's not something that I like to do. I like to make decisions right away. And when I started to unpack that, I want to make those decisions quickly because I'm coming from a place of scarcity. I feel like if I don't make the decision now, then I won't be able to make the decision later because the opportunity will have gone to someone else or the option that I wanted will no longer be there anymore. And so 
I'm working with sitting with things. And if it doesn't feel quite right, being okay with saying, okay, I need to sit with this a little bit more. And so instead of me getting an email in my inbox and feeling like I have to say yes or no, I might say, thanks so much. I'll get back to you by the end of next week. Or I just need a few days to sit with this a little bit more. And it's funny because in my head, it was this awful thing. Oh my gosh, I can't push back on a deadline or I can't say I need more time because they're going to be like, oh, well, we've got 10 more people in line. And it's like, no, that's not true. And if it is true, then they're probably not someone who is values aligned for me to partner with anyway. Or they might come back and say, totally understand that you want to sit with this. I know you said you wanted four days. I'm wondering if we could do two or three instead, and here's why. And if it's a reasonable explanation why, then that's something that I can entertain. But no one is, I won't say it that way. In my head, people need decisions in like two seconds. And I'm finding that that is a story I was telling myself, not a story that other people were saying. And so I'm checking myself in that. And as I want to invite other people to live into their own values, I'm trying to provide a little bit more breathing room as well. And so if I'm in a hurry, if I'm in a rush, this goes back to the episode all about crossing boundaries, then I might be putting people in a situation where they don't have a chance to really make sure that a partnership, an opportunity is values aligned. So don't rush it. Give yourself some time to think about it as much as is possible. And then start to know yourself too. Like I know for me, I used to think that I couldn't make decisions during my luteal phase. And I'm finding that that's not actually the case. It's more so that my luteal phase amplifies what's already underneath the surface. So sometimes if I'm making a decision during luteal phase, I will lean towards one way or another that I wouldn't if all of these other hormones and things weren't going on. But what I find is that it's kind of like the volume dial is turned up. So if I wasn't quite sure what was going on beneath, then during luteal phase, it's like a scream, like, don't do this. Or yes, totally do this. I know you're a little bit scared. This is new or nervous makes you a little bit nervous, but promise you, Taylor, this is the right path. But knowing different phases of the month for you, knowing if it's a situation where you have, maybe you had a discussion with someone and it was really emotionally charged and your first instinct after that conversation is to be like, nope, I'm out. I'm out of this friendship. I'm out of this relationship. I'm out of this business partnership. I don't want to be involved with this organization anymore. You may sit with it for a couple days and be like, man, yep, what they did was unacceptable. And I don't see any way that we can come to terms and make this whole. Or you might have a couple days and be able to say, okay, we obviously both had a lot of feelings. And as I sit with it, I can see where they're coming from. And maybe there are things I could have done better. Or even something like, I still think that was completely unacceptable, but I can offer up these ways where 
we can start to come to terms and where there can be reconciliation. And it, and then if they don't accept those, then maybe it's time for me to bounce. So having that space for you to process emotions, to get your anger, your sadness, whatever emotion bubbles up during that exchange out, and then to come back with it can help you know what the next step is with regards to a decision. So not rushing is something that I, I'm really working on, but the more that I do it, the more that I'm like, why was I rushing all the time? Like, why? I seriously don't understand. I think it's just just exactly what I was saying about the scarcity or feeling almost like the efficiency or the moving quickly was better. But that's just something that has been ingrained in me and I and I do think at a certain societal level has been ingrained in our society because we want people to be like machines, but we're not machines. And so I'm trying to stop acting like a machine in hurrying and trying to be the most efficient. Yes, I want to use my time well so that I can have time to do all the things that I want to do, but I'm not going to try and like, I'm not going to try and rush through decisions and yeah, I hope you'll join me in that too. I wouldn't say I'm fully on the other side of it, but I've like peeked over the fence a little bit and I'm like, man, this this slower decision-making life is pretty good. So the next piece for values-aligned decision-making is a question. How would you feel if everyone found out about this? How would you feel? So for me, I've been thinking about this because there is a situation where I called in some fairly prominent people and I've seen so many other businesses and brands and influencers and people just in positions of power and influence get called in and it's for stuff that maybe they thought was more subtle or wouldn't come to the surface. Sometimes it was actively hidden, sometimes it wasn't. And I've just been thinking about with anything that I do, whether it's an Instagram story or a collaboration that I enter into anything, how would I feel if everyone found out about this? And that question, especially if you are not sure and you're kind of, you've gone through your values check and you've sat with it and you're still, uh, I could go this way, I could go that way. Ask yourself this question If everyone found out about it, if this was on a billboard, if this was blasted and promoted all over Instagram, how would you feel? And I think whatever your answer is to this question, it's your answer. It's really telling you whether this decision is a go or a no-go. And really, the essence of this question is, is values alignment. It's integrity, like being the same person that you are. When people can see you and know you and praise you and acknowledge you as you are when people can't see you and they can't know what your decision making is and you could potentially get away with things. But I'm trying to live in such a way. And again, everything is something that I'm trying to do. I don't claim to do this perfectly at all, but I'm trying to live in such a way where I don't think I'll ever get away with things. There's not this thought of like, good thing no one knows about this. 
that doesn't mean that I'm not private. There are pieces of my life and my relationships that I don't think everyone needs to know, but I want to act in such a way that if decisions came out, I would feel comfortable speaking to them in the context of my values. So this question I think is a really good one for you to sit with and grapple with. Because like I said, it's just, it's so telling. Oftentimes you'll feel like this gut reaction of like, it could be joy or anxiety or fear and it's telling you, maybe don't do this. Or heck yes, do that. Okay, so the next piece that's been helpful for me in values aligned decision making is doing the work. So along with not rushing, Sometimes that's a passive and it's allowing yourself to just feel through it and not putting a ton of pressure and like you think through it, but you're not actively doing anything. And sometimes you are doing the behind the scenes work. You're like, okay, these values that I've checked out, I'm not all the way sure if this decision is alignment with these things and there is more information that I need, then look it up. Google, ask follow-up questions to whoever you need to. Maybe it's a job and you're not sure about the company culture or you're not sure about how the company spends its money. And you are like, I don't know if I could work there if I don't feel comfortable about this piece. Then ask the recruiter. Have follow-up conversations if you need to. Understand exactly what information is missing. And it's like, okay, if I knew these pieces, I could make this decision and feel like it's in alignment, then find those missing pieces. For me, it's looked like saying, hey, yeah, can we hop on a call? And talking through with people and asking questions. Sometimes it's me talking to other people who have had experiences to get a more rounded out picture of, okay, this is what they're saying, this is what they're presenting, and this is what I'm hearing. And then sometimes I'll take the questions or the experiences that I've heard and present those and be like, hey, there seems to be a little bit of a gap here. Could you help me understand how this piece fits with what you just told me? And if they don't have an answer for that, then it makes it pretty clear for me. But decision-making, sometimes you do just need to sit and wait, and sometimes you need to be active and gather what you need so that you can make the decision. And I feel like it's probably about 50-50 for me. Like, sometimes I just need to let go of the underlying emotions, which could be a little bit of jadedness. It could be imposter syndrome. It could be thinking about all of the good things that would come from this opportunity, but not being ready to engage with the bad. And so having that space just to sit and sift can be good. And then the other times it's like, no, who do I need to talk to so that I can know everything that I need to? And then when this decision happens, when this partnership happens, when this hiring decision happens, whatever it is that I can be like, yep, I feel good about that. And then the last piece that I'll share about values-aligned decision-making is that your body does have a lot of wisdom. It really does. And so 
I even mentioned in talking about asking yourself that question, like, what if everyone found out? You might have heard me mention, like, how do you feel that in your body? And you might have that, like, that gut feeling or that, like, tightness in your chest. Those are all signs of whether or not a decision might be um, values aligned or not. And so I personally don't make all of my decisions just by feeling into my gut, but I'm learning to place more and more value on it because my body, she's just so wise and she really knows things. And so I need to give my physical body a voice in the decision-making process. And even sometimes it's just a little nudge where I can say, okay, I'm feeling this tightness in my chest. Where's that coming from? And sometimes it's imposter syndrome. And I'm like, man, I don't feel like I deserve this. And so it's less about whether or not it's value aligned and more about this sense of worthiness. And that's what's tripping me up. Or that same tightness in my chest, I could sit with it and realize I've just read a couple of things and this doesn't feel right for me. And I'm really wanting to go for it because I could see all of these amazing things and exposure or money or whatever it is. But when I listen to that tightness in my chest, I can discern that I'm really not okay with this, even with all the shiny, sparkly things. So that physical, that embodied, I guess, decision-making, it can really just be the soft whisper, the soft nudge that tells you where you need to probe in your own conversation with yourself so that you can make those values-aligned decisions. So I hope this was helpful for you, just things for you to think about, to explore as you're making values-aligned decisions. Again, I'm not perfect at this. This is something that I'm always working on, and I know there are going to be times when I stumble and fall. There are decisions, probably if I thought, like every day, there's probably at least one decision that I make that isn't fully values-aligned, but I'm trying to get better and better, and I think that's all that we can ask of ourselves and each other. So I invite you this week to first just become aware of the decisions that you're making. Sometimes we forget that we're making decisions, that we have a choice in things. So maybe all you do this week is just think about the decisions that you're making and notice them like, oh, I chose that. I chose to put my right shoe on before my left shoe on, or I chose this outfit, or I chose to participate in this opportunity and just start to notice that. And then if you want something more to needle on, maybe pick a larger decision and just run through one or two of these pieces, these tools for values aligned decision making and see if they support you. We're all going to have a slightly different toolkit for values aligned decision making. We're all going to use things in a slightly different measure, but I want you to start exploring what that looks like for you, what it feels like for you emotionally and in your body to make a values aligned decision. And yeah, I'm excited to hear where this goes for you. So thank you. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you were excited about this episode, feel free to screenshot it put it on Instagram stories or wherever you like to share. And if you had a cool insight, go ahead and send me an email or DM. I'd love to hear what this episode meant to you. Thanks for listening. And I will be back in your earbuds next week. 
Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 